Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And we're here today to discuss some Arizona men's basketball. FIBA. Yes. Whatever that is. FIBA. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Um, Jason got recognized at dinner again this evening, so thank you to... The very nice gentleman who said hello to Jason in the doorway as everyone was trying to to exit the door. Nice meeting you as well. Do you know what his name was? It was very it was very fast. He was one. Okay. Well, he was very nice. And keep doing it, guys. We love it. I love it more than Jason does, but I think it's great. I love everyone. I'm a man of the people. There's no one online I dislike. I have respect for her. I'm just kidding. I can't, I can't even get through the whole thing. Oh, I love it. There's a whole uh, weird thing that happened on Twitter this weekend. Is that fixed yet? I don't know. Oh, all right. That was, a, that was breaking news. I think, I don't know, Shelby. I'm just a man of the people. Okay. Well, uh, we're here to talk about basketball. Though I wish it was football. We'll get to football next week. Whatever. This we'll get coming to football week? this week. What day is it? It's a, I don't know. It's Sunday, but it doesn't feel like Sunday. Because I worked, oh, we worked quite a bit today. We're getting ready for the Miranda Star Spangled Spectacular. Take it, Go ahead, go. Um, if you guys don't know, Miranda Star Spangled Spectacular that I do plan for the town of Miranda um, is happening this Tuesday, July 4th. It will be hot, um, but it is a yeah, well. kind of big party. <laughs> well, well. Uh, it literally is a heat advisory right now. But, um, you know, it's five to nine. And if you are interested, you can check out details on the event at MiranaEvents.com. And it's supposed to supposed to be a pretty good night, hopefully. I mean, clearly no monsooning is happening. Knock on table. Just jinxed that. I just jinxed that. it. Um, but yeah, we're excited. It's going to be a big deal. But Jason helped out. I built an entire quite stage. A bit if you go today, to my Twitter at Jason Shear, you'll see a picture of a stage. I just got done with it. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, Fifth Avenue Productions did that, but right. we did do Fifth Costco Avenue. run. We did run errands. There's a lot of work and things leading up to large scale event days like these. You know what's interesting about Costco? What, babe? Why, at certain times, I'm gonna vent a little bit here, Shelby. There's certain instances where people forget that they're human. Right, common decency. Like planes, for instance. Why do we all stand up when the plane lands and the, you know. You're, you're not leaving. You're not leaving yet. What is Sit your down. rush to stand up? Why, if you already have your seats, do we push to the front to board? Why, when we're in Costco, do we not realize that walking and not blocking entryways is a thing? Yeah. I, uh,. Today, I carried, I didn't carry, but I had one of those orange things with, what was it? 20 cases 20 of water. 20 cases of water, and people were just looking at me like, oh, they were mad at a you. dude pushing around 80 pounds of water. I'm not going to get it out of his way. So I killed a man, Chubby. I killed I a man. I know, there might have been a murder. Um, yeah, it was, it was really, really crowded at Costco. I, if we could have gone another day, we would have, but it just worked out that way. Also, you might have seen on my Twitter, they already have a couple of these like large-scale yard Halloween monster things at Costco and today is July 2nd. So clearly Costco doesn't even care about summer anymore. They're already going into fall. Shelby and I are going to Vegas this weekend to celebrate her success at 4th of July. 
Yes. I'm debating going to Sneaker Con. Sneaker Con's in Vegas this weekend. So if you've ever been there and I should definitely go, let me know. If Jason not, does love sneakers. He usually gets some pretty cool ones everywhere we go. And he has a couple of really rare Arizona sneakers as well. They were gifted to me. They were gifted. The end. Which is rare. Yeah. Like, it's not like you get gifts out of the blue. Speaking of gifts, what are we doing for your birthday? I don't. I actually have not been born yet. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, we'll have to put a pin in that, but I do want to do something for this. First birthday. question. Let's go. I don't have. Oh, a birthday. okay, okay. I'm not turning forty. Shut your mouth. Okay. Let's start with Philly B. Wait, am I turning forty? You are turning forty. Oh shit. So I feel like we need to have maybe an elevated party. Yeah, everybody wore black. Forty is the new thirty. Okay. So it's not a big deal, I guess. I don't know. Uh, let's start with Philly B. Did anything surprise you about his performance? Uh, yeah. Performance where again? FIBA. FIBA. FIBA U19s. <laughs> Good job, Shelby. <laughs> um, at the end of the month, I believe the, the younger, the U18s are playing, right? U19s? No, Conrad Martinez will be in action um, as well. So that's something to check out as Michael Luke and I have the... Uh, the whatchamacallit, the bet. <laughs> the bet. Uh, yeah, no, this was the U19. Yeah, the U18s is at the end of the uh, the month. So with that being said, uh, I think the thing that surprised me, there were two things that surprised me about Philly B. Number one, his aggressiveness. Uh, Philly B, Philip Borovichinen. Borovichinen. Uh, didn't care who was in front of him. Didn't care who was next to him. Or behind him. Or behind him. Or in the stands, it was Philly versus your country. And there were times where you, I didn't realize, what, I didn't know what he was shooting. But, you know, sometimes you watch, like, a game and you're like, that dude is shooting. He is shooting that shot. He's on it. Like, if you if you sit next to me in a college game, like, Shelby gets annoyed sometimes because I'll turn over and be like, you see that guy? He's shooting. Kerr was the most obvious on Arizona last year. I could be like, Kerr's shooting. You just knew when he was shooting. Philly B was just shooting. There was one shot. He It went in. And you're like, what the heck? And even the announcer was like, uh, it was like a play where he had his man. He was backing down his man from the three-point line, took two dribbles, turned, and hit a three. I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and, like, it was an awful shot, but it went in. Um, I think the, the thing that was the biggest surprise beyond the aggression is he's, like, he's a legitimately good passer. You know, shooting doesn't necessarily always translate Bad shooting translates, but, you know, uh, the ability to score, things like that could be different. But passing to me is passing. If you're a good passer on the high school level, you're going to be a good passer in college. Scoring doesn't necessarily defense all that. Defense usually translates, but uh, he is a very good passer. I was impressed by that aspect of the of his game, and I think it would be better off, or he would be better suited when he does get minutes in college to show that skill over uh, some of the other ones. Like... Because at the end of the day, in college, passing and defense will get you on the court every single time. And creative passing. Smart passing. Yeah, like... Because, I mean, for instance, like, I saw a practice where Philly B was on a break. I think it was a three-on-two drill. And he went behind his back, and it went out of bounds. And, like, Tommy was pissed, you could tell. I don't think he yelled as much because the media was there. But it was like no reason to make that pass. And I think part of it is in the college game, these passes that work overseas and Serbia and all that, and even in some international competition where the offense is generally more free-flowing, 
it doesn't necessarily translate. Just pass the ball normal, run your offense, all that, and, and you're going to be fine. He's going to have a little flair, though. It sounds like he's got some flair. Some Serbian sugar, as we like to say. <laughs> um, what did you... Serbian sugar! Oh, Jesus Christ, you are... You're spicy tonight. Sugar. Um, Azuka. What did you make of his overall play? I mean, I would have to add it up, but like off the top of my head, I'm just guessing. He had 60 turnovers to four assists. <laughs> it wasn't, um, no, it wasn't that bad, but it, it, I don't have the number in front of me. Maybe I should add, but I, he had considerably more turnovers than assists. Like I, there were multiple games where he had like six turnovers. Um, he was aggressive and, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's refreshing to see a guy that doesn't play much kind of go into his element. Um, you gotta remember like FIBA rules and all that, these international players, that's, this is their game. Like they know how to play at these levels. They know these guys that they're playing with. If you watch the final between Spain and France, that was a high level basketball game. I mean, there's one of these guys on Spain, I forgot the top of my head just signed a G League contract. Like, they're good. <laughs> like, Spain won it all. Uh, to me, like, and then I had said it before the the last, you know, before U.S. played um, France, I had said that, to me, they were the third best team that I had seen. Um, I think once U.S. lost and, and wasn't going to make a championship, my, I think they kind of checked out. But Turkey was also a good team. So it turns out U.S. wasn't even third. Um, but in terms of Philly, like, I, you know, I, I, is he amazing? Did I watch go, holy crap, this is the dude, put him in the rotation? Not necessarily, but overall, I, I thought he, he played well, he all things a, considered. He had a journeyman's performance. Oh. Is that good? Yeah. Thank you. Um, can the success he had translate to college basketball? Uh, wow, Shelby just threw her coffee at me. my coffee? Um, n- <laughs> um. The answer is yes. <laughs> I mean... Right? The answer is maybe. I think there's aspects, like I said, that, and now I'm uh, now I'm I'm trying to look to see if they have Philly Beast stats. Uh, I think there's aspects to it that could that could transfer over. Like I said, I I absolutely think the uh, the, the passing could translate, right? So I'm looking right now. He had uh, 21 turnovers to 19 assists, but the only reason he had 19 assists is because he had seven against Egypt. So in the other games, he had six, seven, eight, nine, twelve. 12. Um, yeah, he had a game of seven turnovers and then six uh, against Argentina. His best game of the tournament, actually, in my opinion, um, was, was that game against Korea. He went 11 of 15. But like Brazil, he, you know, he had he, six of 19, right? Like he's taken 19 shots. That'll literally never happen in his career. I'm, I don't know if he'll take 19 shots. He took 83 shots. Uh, in uh, seven games. So, props to Philly V. But I actually thought he had more turnovers than 21. Um, but he had zero against Japan and zero against Korea. So, there, no, he had one against Korea. Um, anyway, so, uh, to me, like, I think that the passing will translate. I don't think he's a good shooter. I didn't see anything this week to make me go like, oh, man, he's a really good shooter. Um I like the aggressiveness. I think that could translate for the most part, but it's got to be a little bit more under control. Uh, I don't expect him to be a rotation guy. I think he can get minutes this season, but 
like when I say that the issue is where is he getting minutes over? Is he taking minutes from Jaden Bradley? No. Uh, Caleb Love? No. Kylan Boswell? No. Pebble Larson at the wing? No. Morauskas at the three? No. So really what you're doing is he's competing against, say, K.J. Lewis. That's the competition. Is he better than K.J. Lewis? And then even then, how many minutes are they getting? He's at a loaded position. Arizona's going with probably a three-guard lineup, and if it doesn't, it's still going to go with multiple three-guard lineups throughout a game. So it's like, who's he getting minutes over? So it's tough to see where his minutes come from, but I, I think the passing and the rebounding can probably translate to college. I don't think the offense would have that much success because I just don't see him having that freedom to put up that amount of shots um, or the shots he did uh, consistently throughout the week. Okay. Uh, before we dive into Kylan's play, what went wrong with Team USA in general? Well, first thing that we have to consider is the, the talent pool. And the problem is that, like, a lot of the international teams are – a lot of the international teams are, like, they're loading up. Like, these teams are – like, Ade Mara, for instance, the kid that's going to UCLA, um, the fact that he is playing in the U18 and not the U19 because Spain was, Spain was loaded. Like, they have a guy on their team who's going to the G League who's won MVP of, like, the last three tournaments he's been on, right? Now, you take a look at – the FIBA U19 in 2019, right? Or the U19 in 2019. Uh, the U.S. destroyed everyone, right? And you take a look at that team and that roster, and I'm pulling it up because I, I had a tweet pulled up, but then Twitter's not working magically. <laughs> and let me just read you this roster, okay. right? Tyrese Halliburton, mm-hmm. NBA. Kira Lewis, NBA. Jalen Green, Zaire Williams, Jalen Suggs, Cade Cunningham, Scotty Barnes, Evan Mobley. I mean, whoa, these, whoa. like you have like double digit players in the Superstar. NBA. Yeah, like this, I mean, that roster is absolutely ridiculous. And they annihilated everyone because, of course, they annihilated everyone. Right. Um, the, the talent pool, when you compare that roster to this roster, that roster would kick the crap out of this USA team. Um, and so the first thing that I think went wrong is just the overall talent. They have to find a way to get better players onto Team USA. There were plenty of guys in college basketball that could have been on this team or even coming out of high school. That it, there, There's just – this team could have been better, right? Number one. Number two, these other teams – like, the, the, the ISO offense and stuff works when you have nine NBA guys. Like, whatever, they're not stopping you. When you watch FIBA, France and Spain just move the ball so well. And then you watch USA, even from their first game, and it was just, we're, we think we have better individual talent, and we're just going to ISO you. That's what we're going to do. But that doesn't work against good teams. Um, and then number three is... I, I've been I, – I, Colorado fans hate me for this. I think Tad Boyle is just not the right dude. You know, like, when you watch his offenses in college, you don't go, man, that's a gorgeous offense. Or, man, look at the ball moving on the, the Tad Boyle Colorado-led offense. Their, their games are known 
to be ugly. Like They're Colorado. Down and dirty. Right. Colorado's offense this past year in Ken Palm was 128. That's not good. The assist to field goals made is 170. They don't pass. They don't shoot well. They're 259th in Ken Palm. They turn the ball over. They're 240. He's not the coach. Like, I guarantee you, and, and I'm not going to sit here and, and say Tommy Lloyd should be the coach. I have no idea if he's interested or not. Arizona leads the country in assists. It's going to be up there under Tommy Lloyd every year that Tommy Lloyd is here because of that offense that he runs. If Tommy Lloyd was able to put in his offense for, for the FIBA USA, I guarantee you, if they don't win it, they come damn close. The offense just was, is, is awful. And so I watch guys, I'm like, that guy's, I know that that guy's better than... Like, like I watched Dylan Harper. I'm like, man, if you put Dylan Harper in the right offense, that dude is going to be nasty. Like, there's guys like it. I mean, was it as talented as it should be? No. Was it as was good? Was it coached as, well? No. Like, it's it just like Tad Boyle. I don't know. And it's not like you go on the UCLA message board. There's a guy posing like, why is Tad Boyle the coach? I don't know why Tad Boyle is the coach. To me, you in order to win at FIBA, you have to be offensive minded or you at least need to be competent as an offensive coach and Tad Boyle has never been an offensive coach even when he had the talent to have better offenses hmm interesting and don't and, and I know that people are saying oh it's the AU whatever no it's not the AU and all that and, and yes I realize that skill development is important and things like that and maybe they pay more attention to that overseas I'm, I'm willing to concede that point but at the end of the day when you look throughout the country at the best offensive teams they play like teams. It is not impossible to get done. All right. We're going to file a complaint with the USA FIBA board. Thank you, Shelby. And we'll see what happens for next year. Maybe it should be you. <laughs> I don't know if it should be you. I think you could probably put the roster together for them. Uh, I could, and if I was allowed to hire my coach, it'd be, yeah, we'd be fine. Okay. Well, we'll put a pin in that. Um, well, what did you think of Kylan's performance throughout the week? Yeah, so this is where, like, I kind of have to balance it. I'm not going to pretend like Kylan played well. I don't think he played well. I think he had some good games, but his stats don't, they don't indicate a guy that played really well. Like, if you looked at his stats of six points a game or whatever it is, you'd be like, oh, you know, it's, that's not what I was necessarily looking for from Kylan Boswell. But, again, like I said, like, it just, it, it, it's hard to put, like, look, USA scored 136 points against Madagascar. That's great. 77 against Slovenia. Uh, you know, 86 against France. 70 against Turkey. Like, these aren't FIBA numbers. Like, the first one was great. 137. I'm not saying they should have scored 136, but they just overpowered. Like, every time they faced a good team, they didn't score well, right? And, and so, to me... You know, it, it just – and I look at Boswell, and he's never, he's not an ISO type of dude. He's not the dude that's going to say, you know what, I'm going to take my guy off the dribble every time. Uh, when he's playing well, you know, and, and, and I think he turned the ball over too much, you know, 17 times compared to 16 assists, that's not good. But at the same time, you know, it, it's – look, his plus minus was positive every game except for the one against Turkey. They were a better team with him on the floor. Um, I also, you know, he hurt himself a little bit against uh, Lebanon, I believe. And, and after that game, he wasn't great, but he was fine against France. He had five steals. 
Uh, he had 11 points. You know, he was fine. I, I just think that the offense isn't what, you know, it, it's not a Kylan Boswell. It's not going to play to his strengths. And so it's hard for me to judge. But at the same time, uh, I'm not going to pretend like he played really well this week. I thought he was average. But, you know, we'll get to the next fights. But, yeah, I mean, I, I looked at him and I thought he had some good games and some good moments. And I, and I thought he had some really bad ones. I watched him where he had two turnovers where he was trying to hand the ball off and he just handed it right to another team. Um, but, you know, there's also games where they needed a big shot against, uh, I believe it was Slovenia, and he changed that game around completely. They could have lost that game if it wasn't for him. So uh, he had his moments, but he, he didn't play necessarily all that great. He wasn't vibing with Boyle. Yeah, but, like, it's, again, like... It's hard. It's hard. Like, it's hard. That's, well, it's hard when you Arizona, get, it's not your team. You get plugged into a new team with people you don't necessarily know and play with. And, again, Arizona's offensive di- system could not be any more different than Colorado's. Kylan Boswell has shown us, and, look, it, 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 am I expecting him to score 30 points a game? No. But Kylan Boswell has showed us what type of player he is, and it's not the type of player that Tad Boyle was asking him to be. Right. Okay. Um, well, does his performance give you any concerns or change your perspective of him? No, because I, I, I think I'm, I'm somewhat in between. Like, it feels like the message board is either super negative on him, a few people, or, like, super positive. Look, if Kylan Boswell goes out and averages 11 points, 5 assists, and 3 rebounds a game on efficient shooting, that's a good year. Do I expect him to average 18 points a game and 7 assists? No, I think those numbers are insane. Um, you know, and to me, I'd probably say, you know, I think I said the other day, 13 points, five assists a game, I think is solid, very solid for a point guard. Right. Um, you know, and, and I don't have a lot of major concerns. Like I think my concerns before this USA were the same after, like, I don't think that the FIBA performance has anything to do with any concerns I have of for Kylan Boswell. It just doesn't like, I, I'm not changing my mind based on anything FIBA. Because if I did, then I think that Philly B deserves 25 minutes a game. And I don't think that either. I just, FIBA to me is an, I don't want to say it's an exhibition, but it's different. It's a whole different vibe. And like, look, I look at the U16 team, right? And the Americas that they did in their, their earlier in the month, they did the Americas and they destroyed everyone. That team is just stupid talented. Those are the types of teams where, you know, uh, and, and if, if people aren't paying attention to it all, I'll pull up the roster because I was looking at it earlier, and it was it was funny. Like, those are the teams where, like, I legitimately think if you took that team and and replaced it with the U19, I think the U16 would have had a chance. Like, you look at their results, Shelby. Like, when I talk about whatever, like, 96 points was their low. What? Like, the final, Shell, was USA 118, Canada 36. <laughs> The semifinal was their hardest game, and it was 122 to 63, right? And you take a look at the roster. This is what I'm talking about. Koa Pete, Caden Boozer, uh, AJ DeBontanza, JJ Mandiquit, Darren Peterson, Isaiah Harwell, Other Boozer, Brandon McCoy, Jane Acquaintance. I'm talking the top 20 players in the country. Top 10. Like, they were all on this team. Uh, they killed everyone. They just killed everyone at the America's Championship. And, and that's the kind of results that, you know, talent and being more talented than another team could work if you have that super high level of talent. And and, and this team, just, they didn't. It was mid. They were but mid. If you're asking me if, back to the original question, 
If you're asking me um, if it changed anything, uh, no, not really. Well, you also know, Jason, that Kylan's only 18. Yeah, I know. What are we going to do now that we can't say he's... Uh, He's, he's not as special. He's not our little tiny baby anymore. But, yeah. You have a cute picture of him uh, pos- like posing with Brielle when it was a selection show back in March. And um, he hasn't changed much since then, but I'm sure he will now. All right. Well, it sounds like, you know, any kind of time you've got players that are playing in, you know, summer leagues and, you know, kind of showing off a little bit and honing skills or, you know, clearly in some cases not honing skills based on who's coaching them. It's all good, though. Like, they're continuing to play. Yeah, I mean, he gets minutes in, he gets experience, he'll bring that back, it's valuable. But I don't think Tommy Lloyd is staying up at night concerned about Kylan Boswell. No, I think I think he's going to be okay. All right, well, we got to the end. We had a very pleasant weekend. We were excited because we did nothing yesterday we stayed home for the first time we watched money in the bank and if anybody (laughs) cares we love wwe and uh, just hung out and it was nice before the craziness the fourth of july hope everybody for this holiday week is safe and celebrates responsibly but has fun with their white claws and i will go on a soapbox please Please take care of your little puppies during 4th of July. Yes. Make sure that they are secured in the house. Give them some CBD or, you know, sometimes people will get calming pills. Just make sure that, you know, they're okay because the dogs get out the most on 4th of July because of all the fireworks. And Pima Animal Care Center gets full. And then we get sad because Jason sees all the dogs and then he wants to go adopt all the dogs. And then I have to tell him no. So it's just, yeah, we don't want to have that happen. I moved on from dogs. I want a mini horse. I don't, anytime you see any animal video, you want that animal. Yeah. Right now it's mini horses. No, what was the other one that I liked? Donkeys. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love donkeys. donkeys. So anyway, have a happy 4th of July, everyone. Martha. And bear down. Bear down. Shelby, what are other animals through the years that I've asked you for? Uh, you really, 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 really wanted a porcupine. Yeah. For years. Begging me for a porcupine. And uh, you also want a prairie dog, which I don't even think is legal. Yeah, they're so cute. And then the, what's the other one? The Chupé, not Chupacabra, the other one. Chupacabra? No, <laughs> I'll take one of those too. Go ahead, Bray. Didn't you want like a koala at one point? Yeah, I wanted a koala, but I got over that quickly.